Good evening and welcome back to our continued learning of Hilcha Shabbos every Thursday night as a schuss for all of Klal Yisrael, and specifically those in Eretz Yisrael. We should all be zeichet to see Rafuas Yeshua San Achamas and Mizizeicha to be makabel pnei Mashiach immediately. We're going to continue with the halachas of Lecha Mishnah, discussing some of the other various halachas that come up surrounding Hamaytzi, surrounding eating the challah. Some of them are relevant only to Shabbos, some are relevant every time a person makes the bracha of Hamaytzi. And we'll begin with the halacha of having salt on the table. The Machaber writes that the way the bread used to be was that the bread was not tasty. The bread did not taste good unless it was dipped into a condiment or into salt. And therefore the Mechaber writes that if one is eating their type of bread, bread from the olden days, bread which is not good in it of itself and needs to be dipped into something, it's proper that at the time of the Hamaytzi, the condiment or salt is on the table so that immediately upon making the bracha of Hamaytzi, one can dip it in. However, the Mechaber writes that if one is eating our kind of bread, bread which is good on its own, the challah, the bread that we buy in the, we buy in the store, bread that doesn't need to be dipped into a condiment, even though many will do it, but it's not necessary for the taste of the bread, the Mechaber writes, there is no necessity to have condiments or salt on the table, and one does not need any salt. However, the Ramah, which is the way the Ashkenazim Paskin, says that even though it's not necessary for the bracha of Amaytzi, there are two more other reasons why one should have salt on the table. It does not need to dip the challah into salt, but one should have it on the table. Reason number one the Ramah gives is that the Pasuk says, every carbon that was born in the base of Mikdash had salt that accompanied the carbon. And therefore, since our table is doimel a shulchan, shulchan doimel a mezbeach, our table is doimel to the mezbeach, and the food that we're eating is similar to the kabbanos that are being brought, we want to remember that every carbon had salt, and therefore the Ramah writes that it's proper when a person's washing for a suda to have salt on the table. The second reason the, the Ramah brings down is that there is a gap, a lapse, in between when a person washes and a person makes a bracha of amaytzi, when he's just sitting idly. He's not able to talk and learning. He's not able to say anything positively. And therefore the prosecuting angels come and they're a katrug against Klal Yisrael. They prosecute and say that Klal Yisrael is just sitting around idly, not doing anything. They're not being involved in Torah and Avoida. And therefore that gap, that lapse from when we wash until we make a bracha v'amaytzi is an opportunity for the makatrugim, for the prosecuting angels, angels to say negative things about us. And therefore we have the salt on the table to remind the Rabbani Shalom of the bris melech, of the covenant of salt that was brought with every karban. And in that way we're able to push away the prosecuting angels, which are trying to say negative things about Kuala Yisrael. And we can ensure that, that we have that space but that space will not be a, not be an opportunity, a window of opportunity for any of the makatrugim to do. And therefore, the the, machab, the Ramah writes that regardless of what type of bread one is eating, one should always have salt on the table when one is washing for the suda. The Mishabur brings down that the many have the many have the custom based on Kabbalah not only to have the salt on the table, but to actually dip the challah into salt. And he says specifically to dip it into the into the salt three times. You can take multiple pieces of challah, one piece of challah, you have to dip the challah into salt three times. Some say that if one does not have salt at the table, one could dip into any condiment, especially something that has in its ingredients salt. But that's the Mishabura says is the minig based on the Mikobalim. And that seems to be the two prevailing customs in Kuala Yisrael to either have the salt on the table without the necessity to dip the challah into salt, but just to have it here as a reminder of the bris melech of the covenant and a reminder that every carbon had salt brought with it, or to do like the Mishabur says, to dip it into the salt three times. The minute that many have to pour the salt on top of the challah doesn't seem to have a real basis in halacha. As we saw, either you have it on the table or you dip it in three times into the salt. The Kafachayim brings out a fascinating thing that the woman should be the one that's bringing the salt to the table and that is a rectification. It's a ticken for the fact that the wife of light did not bring salt to the guests when the guests wanted salt. And Sedoim, and she ended up turning into an Asib Melech, a, a pillar of salt, to rectify that the woman should be the one bringing the salt to the table. And that's a rectification, a ticken for the sin of Aceous Light that she did not bring salt to the guest.
The next halacha we're going to discuss this evening is how much challah does a person need to eat after hearing the bracha of Hamaytzi from the one who's making the Hamaytzi and answering remain how much challah needs to be eaten. Now we've mentioned before in previous shirim that everybody by the table is obligated on Lechem Mishnah. They're all going to fulfill their obligation by hearing one person say Hamaytzi over a Lechem Mishnah, answer Amen, and then eat a piece of that Hamaytzi eat a piece of one of those two chalas that Lech Mishnah was made over, they're all going to fulfill their obligation. And to, in order to fulfill the obligation of Lech Mishnah, only a small amount of that challah, which Hamitsu is made over by the host, only a small amount needs to be in. Nevertheless, there are other factors that require a person to be eating more than just a small amount. Firstly, the Mishabura says that preferably before speaking, a person should be eating a kazayas of bread, which means not just to eat a little bit, a little crumb, a little small amount from the Lechem Mishnah, but a person should preferably eating a kazayas. In addition, in order to bench, in order to say Berchas HaMazin, a person needs to be eating a kazayas of challah and needs to eat a bekadei achilas pras, which is approximately somewhere between two to four minutes. And therefore the Meshavura says, the most lechatechila thing to do, the best thing to do, is after hearing the bracha of Amaytzi made by the host, a person can then take a small amount from that Lechem Mishnah, or if possible, could take even a larger amount, but they should ensure that immediately, before even speaking, they eat a kazayas bekadei achilas pras. And that way they know that they fulfilled their obligation of eating a kazayas, they know that they're able to bench properly, and they know that before they spoke, they ate a kazayas. In addition, the Mishabura speaks out that there is a machlekes apaiskim, whether one is allowed to make the bracha of al-natilis yadayim when he's only eating a kazayas, or does he need to eat a kabetza? Kabetza is double the size of a kazayas, and there is a machlekes whether one makes the bracha when only eating a kazayas. Birchas amazin, benching one does over kazayas, but al-natilis yadayim is a machlekes. And therefore the Mishabura says that the best thing to do is not only to eat a kazayas, but to make sure that one eats a kabesa, a double kazayas, one should eat it. It's not a large amount. One eats a proper piece of challah. One would definitely be eating a kabetza. And therefore, one should be eating a kabetza immediately upon hearing hamaitzi, answering a main. One should eat a large amount of kabetza in order to ensure they eat a double kazayas. That way, knowing that they're able to make the bracha of al-natilis yadayim, they're able to bench. In addition, the Mishabura speaks out that when it comes to the Suda of Shabbos specifically, the Mishabura says that lichatchila, preferably, one should be eating a kabetza in order to be yaitze his Suda of Shabbos. As we've mentioned, there is a chiv of suda of Sha- on Shabbos, three sudas on Shabbos. There are three meals that need to be in and those meals need to be made over bread. And the Shabura says that although for the halacha of Birch HaSamazan of benching, all one needs to eat is a kazayis b'kadeichilis pras, the Mishabura says that in order to fulfill the obligation of the suda Shabbos, one should preferably eat a kabetza. So just to sum it up very simply, when one hears the bracha of Amaytzi, all one needs to do is eat a small amount of that lecha Mishnah, which the person, which the host, the balabayas, made the bracha of Amaytzi over. All you need is a little bit from it, that challah, but nevertheless, a person needs to ensure that they add on either from what he made Amaytzi over or from other challah that's caught or that person has in front of them that a person adds on and a person should preferably be eating a kabetza of challah two kazesim of challah that way ensuring that they're able to make the alantil sedayim they're able to make birchas amazon bench after and that they fulfilled all, the, all their obligations of eating three sudas on Shabbos. The third and final halacha we're going to discuss is how exactly the challah should, should be distributed around the table. The Machaber says something interesting that when it comes to handing out bread, one should not hand a piece of bread directly to the person receiving it, putting it in their hand, as that is the custom of Avelum of mourners to receive bread directly from somebody giving it to them. And therefore, they should not put it directly in their hands, but they should give it in some other way. The Mishabur does speak out that although when it comes to regular foods, 
foods that would not get damaged and not get ruined and not become disgusting when they're thrown, for example, a candy, which is in a wrapper, those foods are allowed to be thrown. And that's why many have the custom by an upper for the throw candies. And it's not a problem. That's not a bazillion to the food because the food is wrapped and the food will not become dirty and disgusting, even if it falls on the floor. However, the Mishabur says that when it comes to bread, we paskin. The Allah is that even if the bread would not be ruined, for example, you take bread, and throw it across the table, the bread will not become disgusting and not get ruined, assuming that it stays on the table. Nevertheless, we're more machmer, we're more stringent by bread, and we did not throw bread, even if it will not get ruined. And therefore, a person cannot hand it directly, but at the same time, a person should not either throw it across the table. Therefore, what one should do is either take the challah and put it down, but not, but, but not hand it directly to the person, put it down, let them pick it up. Or what most do is, they cut the challah, put it on a tray, pass the tray around, and each person will take the challah by themselves from the tray, as opposed to the challah being handed from person to person. There are those that have the custom and there are those that defend this custom of actually specifically throwing the challah. It has to do with that which took place in Mizbeach. And this is generally not the accepted custom. If one does have the custom and one finds out that this is their minig, this is a real minig that their family has, there's definitely a place for it. But the general minig of most and the general psaka and mishabura is that one should be very careful not to throw food if it's going to get ruined. And bread, even if it's not going to get ruined, one should never throw the bread. It's not a, it's a sign that a person is going to become poor. One should be careful with all food and specifically with bread. And therefore the best to eat is cut the challah, put it on a tray, pass the tray around the table and let everybody take a piece of challah by themselves thereby ensuring you're not handing it directly to them, but they're still able to take it in a respectable manner. Have a great Shabbos.